Hello, my name is Maurice Washington. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Executive Talk. Those who are here watching live on LinkedIn, on Twitter, or on Facebook, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, today's topic, we're talking about tax requirements and complexities in the industry. And with me today, I have Douglas Carpenter, um, owner and operator of Comprehensive Accounting Solutions. How are you doing, Doug? I'm doing very well, thank you. All right, man. Hey, look, we're in that time. We're in that time of the year again. And it feels like this time of the year is actually extremely complex overall. Would you would you agree with that? Because I don't know about you, but some of the reports, even even just this morning, I read a report talking about some of the tax issues that are hitting us right now, right in the top of tax season. Are you are you seeing that right now? There's a lot of new things out this year for tax. There always is every year. There's revisions to the tax code. But this year, we're com we have a lot of complications due to coronavirus relief and government programs that have come. There's a lot of confusion as to what's taxable and not taxable. And as we know, there are not there's not one tax code, but multiple. It's, every state has its own tax guidelines. Cities have their tax guidelines and the federal. So this is all becomes extremely complicated, especially for a small business owner. Sure, sure. So with the small business owner, how are they able to navigate and what solutions? Because it seems like you have your business owners who tend to like to do their own taxes. Um, you have some business owners who just wait to the beginning of the year or actually, you know, beginning of the year, which is February to turn in their taxes and kind of see what the implications are. Is this a good process business owners should still be in based on um, everything that you're seeing? I think it's a real mistake for someone to try and do this themselves. I don't think there are many business owners that do, although the ones that do usually think they're too small. I have a very small business. I'll do this myself. Uh, you can have very costly errors that way, and it can be uh, lost opportunities as well as you know tax savings or things that perhaps you could have gone after grants, programs, credits, and things that are out there. Um, the the cost benefit plus all the work you have to do to pull this together and then if you do it wrong and you get an audit you really don't have anyone to turn to um say hey i got this tax notice in the mail what do i do with it we get sure. these we see these things all the time we look at them we evaluate them this is how you handle it this is what you do don't pay that we should you know we need to uh you know sometimes listen tax authorities make mistakes too um, and you know, it's not <laughs> yeah. always, you get a notice. It's not always something uh, that you did wrong. So. Sure. All right. Um, now with those complexities, with, with those things, and as you see it with business owners, are there, even though there's been a lot of complexity, even though there's been a lot of changes, do you feel like there's any kind of opportunities within these changes that you've seen last year as a whole? Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's, there's a number of them out there um, in terms of things that a business owner can get. One of the, uh, to give one example among many, um, would be the pass-through entity tax. This was in response to the uh, tax code changes um, put through under the Trump administration, which was to limit the amount of um, uh, sales tax that you, that uh, sales and real estate tax that you could deduct um, of ten to ten thousand okay. dollars. Um, so a lot of people lost a benefit. There are many people that pay twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in state taxes. Um, how do they mitigate that? Well, states have responded, not all, but there's about twenty states that have responded by allowing the mm -hmm. business themselves to pay that tax. So what's happening okay. is is that the business that generates this revenue is paying tax on behalf of its shareholders. 
So okay. this circumvents that $10,000 limitation, allows it as a full business deduction. This has been ruled by the IRS to be uh, fair and it, it's uh, approved. Um, okay. It can be done. And if your state does this, more states are signing on. Um, it's something definitely to take advantage of and can save you uh, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, depending upon your income bracket. Gotcha. And I, I love the fact that you said, depending on the income bracket, because I feel like sometimes business owners see themselves based on a specific income bracket and don't see opportunities available for them. Hence the reason why they may wait, you know, just to the year end to say, here's my taxes, do what you do, you know, just let me know what the damage is. Right. So I feel like they put themselves in categories and don't necessarily look at their taxes as what opportunities are happening and changes are happening throughout the year. Do you feel like there should be a better, a more fundamental conversation between CPA and business owner throughout the year? There definitely should be. You're, you're absolutely right. A lot of people do wait till year end, but tax, I hate to say the tax is an all year process. Um, it's something to look right. at and plan. Um, obviously there are estimated taxes due and things that you want to do to avoid any uh, underpayment penalties. But more so than that um, is your tax planning should be incorporated in your business planning. Um, people may want to open a new business. Well, there's tax, tax implications to that. And there are things that you can do during the year. And, and while, while you go through this process, they will have a tax benefit or consequence uh, later on in the year. The time to do this is not at the end, is not after the fact. Or even at the end of the year, we have a lot of clients that come to us at the end, towards the end of the year. They, they think that's the time to start planning. But actually, right. the time to start planning for next year's taxes is this year and then yeah. execute that game plan throughout the year. Gotcha. And so how how does communication show up and also timeliness? Because I feel like those are two major issues with business owners and account account accountants in the relationship that never really shows up. So, for example, did some of those examples that you gave us as far as opportunities that show, showed up during last year, do you see that a lot of business owners missed out on those timing issues? Because I don't feel like all those last like all year long. Right. So how does timing play a part in all these opportunities? Um, a lot of it is, you know, for the standard tax, it, it's a calendar year or fiscal year, depending upon your business. But there's also things, state programs and grants and other things that went on all through last year that you needed to know about. They had very short windows. Um, there was a uh, coronavirus. It was the Coronavirus Economic uh, Relief for Transportation Company, CERTS. Um, big, big, big name for a small acronym. But what that was, and it's a good example of some of the many programs that are out there. This was a $2 billion program to transportation companies, um, taxis, ferries, that type of thing. Um, sure. And it, it made up for a loss of income or at least a partial loss of income between 2019 and 20. The problem was, is it wasn't horribly well advertised and it had a short six week window to apply. Um, there were many businesses that found out now in this tax season, oh, I could have applied for that. I could have gotten hundreds of thousands and literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. There were grants up to $160 million to the largest recipient. Wow. Um, smaller, more typical, $20,000, dollars $50,000 was, was much more typical. There are opportunities like that. Those are, those are past, but there's also other ones like the Employee Retention Tax Credit, ERTC, that's okay. still ongoing. That has a statute of limitations of three years, which Congress actually built into this bill to be five years. Um, so there is time to, there's plenty of time, but 
There is a tax consequence to this as well. So this is a grant that you could apply for based on payroll. We're experts in it. We're not going to get into it because we need another three sessions to do this um, to (laughs) adequately cover it. And even then, we'd still have some things left out. But what this does is um, it's a grant that you can receive. It is taxable, which then means, let's say a year from now, you suddenly realize you were eligible. You've got to go back and amend your taxes. So it's something you really want to do currently and get involved in, uh, clean up, finish, and, uh, and make sure that you've accounted for properly. For sure. And with those opportunities, you said a keyword just a second ago, which is get involved in. Do you see those windows and some business owners actually know about these opportunities that come up throughout the year, but do you see the consistency within the business owners being slow to get that information back to you so they can apply to it? Or are you seeing people expeditiously getting the information back to you? What's, what's your history that you're seeing? It is definitely the former. Um, it is it is chaotic is probably the best way to describe it. Um, there have been so many different things that go on. Um, Even the accounting firms are having difficulty uh, keeping up with all of these um, different changes. Um, What we're finding is there's no there's no set pattern within the businesses that we work with um, to to have knowledge of of these programs. Many of them don't know. We get a lot of new clients that come in. We evaluate them and we find out all these different things that they may potentially benefit from that we put in for them. Um, Some of them have passed but a lot of them have not. There's still plenty of opportunities out there to, uh, to evaluate. Um, and we don't know what the future brings. Um, we've spent a lot of time, we've done a lot of our homework has been keeping on top of the legislation. We like to follow right. legislation from the start. Um, one going through right now potentially is more restaurant, re- restaurant revitalization fund money. Okay. Um, there's a bill to add another $48 billion. The original was 26. Um, to help fund that. This is something we're watching go through every day through the legislation. And we'd like to say that we'll be the first ones out there with our hands out if uh, it comes through. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) How do you, how does an accountant motivate a business owner to get their paperwork turned in quicker to, to take advantage of these opportunities that are coming going? Well, I think knowledge is really important. It's important to educate, not just say I need your form, but this is why I need your form. Um, And uh, when there's a lot of money at stake, when you know, if I tell you I can get you a tax credit, what does that mean? Is that $100 or $100,000? I assume that you'll get me my my information faster if it's Um, (laughs) $100,000. Right. And so, so we can do even on the phone a quick estimate of what people could potentially get from some of these credits, what they could be entitled to, um, to give them an idea. Is it worth your time? We wouldn't be talking to you if it wasn't worth your time, but um, you know, and, and how much savings it can be. Even the pass through entity tax is something we can look at your taxes, see what you pay for state, federal, and in less than a minute, tell you this is approximately what you'll save on your federal taxes by, by doing this. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And, and yeah, I mean, that's interesting because you said there's a, you said a couple of different amounts in there. Does the amount become a motivator or a demotivator within how people, how business owners respond to these opportunities? It, it does. It definitely makes a difference. I can tell you one of our frustration points, though, has been we have pointed out to business owners. I have one in particular. We got him a $30,000 credit right at the beginning of, of, of this. He received the check, sure. everything else. We can get him 
three more credits. And I'm going to probably estimate we're talking something around $150,000 to $180,000. Um, he has yet to submit the paperwork. I, I see him in a business networking group every week. I, so I ask him once a week for this paperwork, <laughs> once yeah. a week, face to face. I'm with him and I say, when are you going to send that? Oh, I got to get to it. I'm busy. The problem is you can't be, you don't be so busy run operating your business that you're not being a business person. You, you have to make that. time, split your time for certain things and make sure that you get these things done. You're important. Um, and they make a huge difference in your bottom line. Sure. And what we're talking about here, people that are watching, there is a, there's a next level to your tax relationship. It should not just be that transactional year to year, just go seek dedu deductions and what you have to pay and what you're going to get back. It seems like there should be some higher level and higher standard of that relationship. Would you, would you agree to that, Doug? Well, one of the biggest things I hear from a lot of incoming clients and the reasons that they're changing um, their accounting firm is because they, they say, why am I asking the questions? I go in and, and I'm asking my accountant about these things. They should be telling me. And I would agree with that. Uh, we should be telling. I should be coming in with a laundry list of things that, um, that I need to ask you, that I need to learn about your business and know about you. Um, and already maybe already have that information and be telling you the second phase, which is this is what we need to do to strategize. This, this is the things that we need to get done. Um, and it's also a good idea when you go see your tax preparer is to understand that they, they don't live with you and they don't, you know, maybe don't shop at your store every day. They don't know everything about you. And there may be some important things that you need to tell them any particular changes, life events, things like that, uh, your plan for the future. Um, if you say, listen, I'm going to, I might sell my business in three to five years. That's something I would like to know as your accountant, because there are things we can plan now to potentially save you a lot of taxes during that business sale. And that's these it. are the kind of things. And that's what I love about this conversation is that you're, you're talking about a higher standard and how your decisions and implications down the road show up today and things you can start to change. And it really leads me to this point of get something out of your taxes, right? Um, it seems like instead of just coming to the table, again, just where that, just trying not to get audited, it should be some kind of opportunity. You should face your taxes based on an opportunity. Would you, is that a good process and thought process to go, go in with? Well, you, you mentioned an interesting word there, the word audit. Um, I also hear people say, I don't want to take that deduction. I might get audited. That's no reason not to take a deduction that you're entitled to. It's completely different um, to, to take something you're not supposed to. That, that's different. But um, if you are entitled to something, um, there's no reason you should be uh, not taking that particular deduction or not going in and, and, um, and maximizing your savings. Um, but also in that, um, again, tax is an ongoing process. The, the thing you don't want to do is have tax be an after the fact thing. I can't mm -hmm. do anything for somebody for last year's taxes. I can't help. I really I can find out any laws they didn't take advantage of. But in terms of positioning or, or doing something within their business, it's over. When you come see me for last year's taxes, it's over. What you really want to be talking to me about is next year's taxes. Gotcha. And that's what I love about you as a, as an accountant is that you, you come at it from a, a growth, you know, kind of a, a growth outlook. 
how do you how do you use this to grow for next year? How do you prepare yourself for next year? How is what's the next step for your business? So is that really the tone that you like to take with your clients? Absolutely. There, there's the planning element is probably more important than the actual uh, last year's information. Sure, you need to get your taxes done and we get them done and put them in. But again, that, that planning aspect, you don't want to also get hit with a surprise, meaning come April, you discover that you owe tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars and you haven't saved up for that. This is something also a lot of people do year end distributions to their partners. And right. one of the things that we we sometimes advise, we've done this a lot in the hedge fund industry, is when you have a distribution, do it around tax season because people okay. get a Christmas bonus. It's great. They spend the money and then they get upset because they've got a huge tax bill. Well, distribute to your partners around March or April so they'll have that money to pay their taxes. That's right. That's right. I, I love that because there's that planning element because there's so many movements that happen for business owners month after month, year to year. And those are the those are the details of taxes. It feels like that's really where all the all the strategy comes into play. Um, I mean, is, am I am I understanding that correctly? Absolutely. It's uh, again, it's an ongoing process. It's something that um, you know, taxes is all year round. It's not just April fifteenth. That's right. That's right. So, how do we how do we want to leave off with this, Doug? What do you, what would you want the viewers to know going forward, going into this tax season? What what is the what's the primary next move? The next move is to make sure that you're dealing with a tax preparer that completely understands the small business environment, all of the opportunities that are out there for, for businesses. Some of them are past, some of them are not, and some of them we don't know what they're going to be. There's going to be more in the future um, as things change, and they always do. Um, so this is something that if one if someone's to get anything out of this, I would like them to plan a little bit more or understand the importance of planning and strategizing. And it's not all 100% about tax. A part of this is tax is involved in your business development, your growth of your business and, and how you're planning out you know, particular aspects of it. It's all a, a combined thing, not just, not just tax in and of itself. If you're growing, there's, there's tax implications. There's, there's ways to look at it and use your tax, use that time, not just for tax, but on strategizing your entire business. Yes, I love it. I love it. And one of the reasons why I have you on, Doug, is your, your strategy, your planning. And that's where I want to leave the tone with business owners as well. Take this time to not get frustrated with taxes. Take this time to take next year into 2023, if you will, as, a, as this is the shift. This is the moment that you look at and do your taxes differently, plan differently. Look at your months and months differently. Think about the opportunities that Doug was talking about and prepare yourself and position yourself to be able to take advantage of those opportunities that are coming up throughout the year. Because as business owners, we don't need to lock ourselves into the pitfall of being frustrated because it's tax season again. Let's shift our understanding to how can we do better next year. If, you, if you're all about opportunity, all about growth, then taxes should be part of that thought process of how can I do better and what opportunities and how can I position myself to take advantage and move forward and move onward. And that's the encouraging component of this conversation, not only all the complexities, but as Doug was alluding to is opportunity, opportunity and opportunity. 
And speaking of opportunity, <laughs> that's what we are, Doug and I are going to talk about next month is we're going to dig a little bit deeper into the vast amount of opportunities and how to start to position and plan around that and take your year year in a different direction. But right now, um, Doug and I, it's a very busy schedule. We have to get back to work. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Doug, thanks for being here. Thank you very much. All right. Talk to you later. Okay.